Welcome to Right Now Workshop Podcast. I'm your host, Kitty Buholtz, and this is episode 28. The first draft is only the beginning. Coming to you on Tuesday, February 20th, 2018. And if it's really February 20th, I am in Sweden. I'm so excited. I obviously had to record this before I went to Sweden. So uh, I can only imagine what I might be doing in the future, which is your present or maybe your past, depending on when you're listening. Yes, my little creative writer brain is, you know, making all these jumps because I can't help myself. (laughs) First of all, it'll be super duper cool. And second of all, I just think it's funny that I'm leaving sunny uh, Southern California when it's 67 degrees Fahrenheit, around 17 degrees Celsius and sunny. And I am so excited to be going to Malmo, Sweden, where it is supposed to be about 36 degrees or two degrees Celsius and probably cloudy or maybe rainy, or maybe snowy, because every single day that I check the weather, it says it's going to be something different. So I'm excited. It reminds me of being back home in Michigan, where the weather is different about three times a day, or so, more or less. (laughs) Okay, so that's what I'm excited about right now, but I want to talk to you about first drafts. So you know that I have some writing uh, clients, I do a little bit of coaching, and I have been noticing that for most people um, that I have as clients anyway, pretty much one of the most important things that they need is accountability to do what they said they were going to do this week or this month and the encouragement that they can and will finish their book. So I think um, most of the people that I'm coaching right now, I had to think about it for a second. Um, One of them is on like their fifth book, but they're not published yet because they're still in the process of doing the whole agent and editor, you know, New York publisher thing. And uh, two more are doing a first draft of a first book. In fact, one hasn't even started the first draft. And another person is working on the first book, but um, many, many drafts into it. But the thing that seems to be common among everybody is just needing accountability and encouragement. And I think for most of us, that's probably true. It's probably true in just about any really important um, undertaking that, that we want to do. We all feel like we just need encouragement accountability, don't quit. (laughs) But the other thing is, is that I think that most of us, maybe all of us, get a little freaked out by our first drafts. I mean, people talk about the blinking cursor on the blank page and staring at the blank page, and yeah, that's a thing. But I tend to, I tend to start a book by staring at the ceiling <laughs> and imagining it and picturing what it looks like until I get an idea of what it looks like. And then I'm like, oh, okay, well, I'll just go write that. So the, the blank page and the blinking cursor may not be such a problem if you stop and think about what exactly you see in your mind's eye before you actually go start working on it. But the problem that we can run into is that we, we get these other ideas in our heads about, I want my next book or this first book to be, be the best it can be. I want readers to love this book. I want my how-to book to really be the best one that there is. I want my supernatural thriller to be, you know, just so scary it gives people nightmares. I want, I want my romantic comedy to make people laugh out loud. And we have the, maybe you want an award, you know, you want to, um, 
I see that your book wins a Hugo Award or a Rita Award. And these are all great things to think about, not great things to necessarily think about during the first draft. Now, some people edit as they go. And so what they're calling their first draft, by the time they get to the end the very first time, they've actually done a lot of editing along the way. And that first draft may end up being very close to their final draft. They may not do a ton of extra work after they hit the end the first time. But a lot of times when we're doing something new, we can get frustrated because we have an idea of what we're trying to do in our head, but it doesn't seem like we've got the right words for it. We're not getting the right words down on paper. And more than anything, we don't want to sound stupid, you know, particularly if we're writing about something that maybe um, doesn't exist or is not a normal everyday thing like magic or um, dragons or something like that. We want these things to seem so realistic to our readers that they would never think that this is stupid. But if we let our editor brain get involved when our creative brain really should have full control, then sometimes we're editing as we go, but not on paper in our minds and telling ourselves, that's not good enough, that sounds dumb, that's not the right word, this isn't what you're trying to say. These are the sorts of things that we really need to get out of our heads as much as possible when we're working on that first draft. In fact, just last Thursday in episode number 26, when we were talking with Robert G. Lee, the comedian, he mentioned that he had read that M. Night Shyamalan, when he was writing the screenplay for The Sixth Sense, which is a great movie, hopefully you've seen it because I'm about ready to give you a spoiler on it. When he was writing The Sixth Sense, he went through many drafts before he came up with the idea that turned out to be the thing that turned the whole movie around and in fact made it kind of a cultural phenomenon. In the first five drafts, according to one article that I read, the protagonist, Bill uh, Bruce Willis's character, was not dead. M. Night Shyamalan had that idea as he was finishing the fifth draft, and then wrote the sixth draft with this idea that the protagonist has actually been dead since the beginning of the movie. That's an awesome turnaround, but he didn't have the idea at the beginning. So if we tell ourselves, my first draft's going to be practically my final draft, I'm not going back to it after that or not very much, I'll just clean it up and make sure it's a good story, that may be all that you need to do. But if you want to write something really different and you're trying to push yourself to go further and to be unusual or, you know, particularly if we're talking about anything that might be science fiction, fantasy, stuff like that, you know, to really go beyond the expectation of your audience and make people think that this has the wow factor, that is probably going to take more than one draft. Of course, what we all want is to create magic. Now, maybe some of you are like, I'm not looking to create magic. I'm just looking to create, you know, the next book in my series. And that's fine. But at some point, there's some book that we really want to be special. So if you can look at the first draft as being just the beginning of the story, you know, you, you've got the idea, you, you've walked the size of the lot, you know about how big this house is going to be, you know that maybe this is not going to be a regular two-story house kind of story. Maybe this is going to be one with secret rooms. Maybe it not only has a panic room, but it has secret hallways that lead to other places. Maybe it has a tunnel that leads to another house or to a field farther away. Maybe it's got a tunnel that 
that's a mile long and ends up coming out over a cliff on the ocean. I mean, what if your story was like that? And so when we're taking the time to be creative, we just have to pretend that the rest of the world doesn't matter. So if you're writing your first draft and you're getting bogged down in details and is this the right word and did that sound stupid, maybe you just need to stop for a second, like go get a drink of water or whatever, and then stop and put yourself in the frame of mind where I'm doing this for the fun of the story, like because I love the story and I want it to be exciting or romantic or funny or terrifying or whatever it is that is your goal, whatever is the brand of magic that you're trying to bring to this book. And yeah, I'm, I'm talking about fiction here, but in nonfiction, you know, sometimes you need to step away from it and say, okay, I need to stop trying to act like I know that all the answers in the way that I write this. I need to try to stop trying to impress people with how much I know or, um, or with how smart I am about this subject and think, what is the best, most effective way that I can teach this topic in my nonfiction book? Now, I think that you may find that the first draft gets a little bit easier, a little bit more fun. And to me, that's the key word, whether or not I'm trying to write something where I'm teaching somebody or I'm entertaining somebody. And a lot of times I have a little bit of both, you know, going on in my head. So you may be the same way, but if you can just think this draft is for me, this is for me to have fun and to get all the cool stuff in my head out on paper, preferably in a way that makes me laugh or me cry or makes me afraid to turn out the lights at night, um, which has pros and cons to it. You know, if it's, if you're writing some sort of how-to or manual or other nonfiction topic where you're like, oh my gosh, I know that this could really help somebody because I put these words down in just the right way, like that's what you're going for. In future drafts, you can worry about the readership and, um, and awards that you want to win. And is this book, you know, good enough to win an award? What else would I have to do to it in order to make it win this kind of award or that kind of award? But in the beginning for you, if you get stuck again, do something crazy with it. Say something wild. Say, you know, the heck with it. I'm going to go this direction because it seems crazy and wild and fun. And that just may be the moment that you have that M. Night Shyamalan sixth sense, oh my gosh, I just realized the key to the book is the protagonist is dead moment. You know, where the real magic comes in. That could be that could be the first draft. And if you can keep yourself from getting too worried about that not happening, it'll probably allow your creative brain to continue to get more and more engaged with the story and come up with more and more crazy, wonderful, amazing things that may lead to the kind of book where readers are just wild over it and, and maybe you'd win an award. A couple Saturdays ago, I heard Lisa Crone speak at a writer's event. It was awesome. She's the writer of uh, Wired for Story and Story Genius. Great books. You need to check them out. And just the way that she was talking about things and how much I'm really interested in the topic of neuroscience as it applies to story and storytelling and how we listen to story as listeners or readers or watchers, I just was getting more and more excited. And all I wanted to do was just go work on my book. But because of the way that she was talking about how she teaches writers about story, I wanted to go and play with my characters. I wanted to go and just have fun 
on with them and not worry about really starting the book. I wasn't really thinking about, I'm going to start, I'm going to go home and I'm going to start on page one of this new book. All I was thinking about was how much fun I could have with them and how much um, I could make them more interesting with little tweaks to their character, uh, little tweaks to their backstory. So these are the sorts of things that I think that you might find interesting if you can help yourself to not let the editor brain be really in the room at all when you're working on your first draft. I hope this is helpful. I'm excited to hear whether or not you give it a try. You could do it um, really at the beginning of a first draft, in the middle, or in the middle of some other draft. There are times when your editor brain is exactly what is needed, when you need to go, you know what, this just isn't good enough, it's not written well enough, I need to change it, maybe I need to delete it. And you know, I have a section of, of my Scrivener file, or when I used to work in Word, I would just have a separate Word file that was the things that I deleted. I would cut them and paste them into this other document just so that I could trick my brain into thinking, you know, they're not really gone. Those words are going to be there if I need them. So that's another thing that you could do to help your editor brain to turn off when you need to. But just think about how much fun the story is, like how excited you were the first time that you had the idea, and try to keep that at the front of your mind when you're writing. Again, I hope this helps. I'm actually really excited because if you're listening to this on Tuesday the 20th, tomorrow I am going to be on a 12-hour flight back to the United States, and that's what I'm going to be doing. I'm going to just be playing with my characters, not really worrying about where the story is going to go exactly. You know, I, I know where the story is going to go, but seeing if I can really just find the magic in who they are and bring that magic to life for readers later, but right now to bring that magic to life for me. All right, I hope you're having a great day and a great week. I'll talk to you later. And the next time I talk to you, I might probably be back in the United States. Have a good one.